but I think that it's tonight it is absolutely critical that um, in our time that we do have together, that we hear the good news, that we hear uh, that in this season, it is not about the gifts and the, the hoopla and the food and the calories and the, the family activities and everything that else that goes along with it, although those are good things and those are images and pictures of what happened some 2,000 years ago where Christ came and did something that changed the course of all history and changed our lives. So tonight we're going to be looking not at the uh, birth story, because we are in a series called He Came, and we're talking about why was it that Jesus came? What was his purpose in coming? So we can look at Luke 2, and we heard the story that he came in, in this form, and the angels announced it, and he had like it was a huge announcement. And we understand that. But what was his purpose in coming? Now, looking over the crowd, we have a number of men. So men, I need you just to be quiet for this. Ladies, how many of you have ever gone on a trip with a man? And somewhere on, on this, this drive, the man also kind of gets this look where he's looking around going, squinting at street signs and you can just sense that there's uh his heartbeat is going on but he refuses to say anything in fact he gets a little bit tense because what's going on with the man he is what he's absolutely lost he has no clue where he is he, he's, he's pretty sure he's pretty sure he knows or he thought he knew at some point and if you know in the world of gps you know even the gps lies you know, oh, I know better. But there's something in the human character, especially in man, that when he is lost, all defenses go up, right? Honey, I think that, no, I know where we're going. Shh. Well, let's get out of the map. Nope. How about we pull over and ask, nope. Lost. Absolutely lost. My wife has that sixth sense. Paul, just turn here. Okay, turn left, and bada-bang, bada-boom, after driving around, we're there. One of the things that we see in Scripture is that Jesus came to save the lost. He came to seek and to save the lost. So I want to encourage you, turn to Luke chapter 19 in your Bible. There's one on, on the chairs that is here. Uh, it's page uh, 878, and I want you to hear this story, and it's a very familiar story. In fact, some of you, if you've been to uh, Sunday school, Bible, vacation Bible school or anything, there's going to be a song that starts going in your head once we start reading it. We're not going to, we're not going to sing it together, but this, you'll know what I'm talking about once we, we start, unless somebody decides they're going to start singing out loud. Starting at verse 1 of chapter 19. He, being Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was, and, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not see because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Uh, that's not in here. That was just one of the songs. They broke out into song. For uh, climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, 
for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, what does he say? You come down. Oh yeah, broke out in song. Zacchaeus, hurry up and come down, for I must stay at your house today. And so he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when he saw it, all grumbled. He has gone to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, since he is also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus came for the purpose to seek and to save the lost. Seek and save the lost. Now, I am I am willing to bet that most of us in here would say that I have no clue what it means to be lost, really, to be spiritually lost. Most of us in here would just say, you know, I, I have a good bearing on where I am spiritually. And some of us would just say, you know what, when it comes to my spirituality, I, that, that's a whole other issue. It's private. I don't want to talk about it. That's my Sunday thing. That's the, the thing that I do when I get together at church. I do this kind of thing. But Jesus is saying, listen, I have come for the lost. And in this story, there are two categories of lost. The first category of the lost folk is obviously the main character, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus knew in his heart that he had to see Jesus. He was running and searching. In fact, if you know anything about that that Eastern culture, for a wealthy man to run, it was unheard of. A wealthy man never ran. He was a classy man who would walk slowly. And the crowds would even part for him. Zacchaeus, here it says that he was very, very rich. Very rich. But Zacchaeus, he he heard that Jesus was coming to town. And when he heard that Jesus was coming to town, his heart started to race. And his, his, his excitement level, he had to see who Jesus was. He had heard about this man. And so what did he do? It says that he ran ahead, ran ahead of the crowd, found a tree, and climbed up to the top of the tree because he had to see this Jesus. His heart was excited because he knew there was something about Jesus that he had to find. He was looking long and hard. Who is this man that everybody is talking about? And so what did he say? I am going to run. I'm going to run ahead, and I'm going to find this man. I'm going to search him out. There is a a reformer. His name is John Calvin. John Calvin said something about curiosity and simplicity are a sort of preparation for faith. His heart was curious. He was looking 
for something. And that day, he found what he was looking for. He found the Christ, the Messiah, the long-promised one that all of the prophecies pointed towards. He found Christ. He found his Savior. If you look at the, the end of this section, it says Jesus said something absolutely amazing. He said, today, today salvation has come to this house. This whole house. Salvation has come to this household. This man has found Christ for he is truly a son of Abraham. Not just by his Jewish descent, but because he has placed his faith in his Savior. Salvation came. And there was an absolute radical response. And what was his response? He gave. He gave of himself. Do you see how much? He said, I give half of my goods. Half of my goods I, I'm, I'm going to give to the poor. That is a, if that would happen to a man in here, some, everybody around him is going to go, what happened to Paul? Half of his checkbook, half of his bank account is gone. He had an encounter with this person. And some of us, some of you have, have you ever heard of Amway? The pyramid scheme? You know, and I've heard and seen so many people kind of get sucked into those kind of things where they, they give their heart, their soul, their lives to this. And everybody around is going, oh, you've got to be kidding. That? But this happened to Zacchaeus. He found what his heart was searching after, and he gave. This tonight is not my, my ploy to meet budget. But there's a response that happens when our heart finds Christ. When salvation comes to our heart, you give of your whole self. But that's one category of lost. If you look carefully, there's a, there's a whole other category, isn't there, of lost? There's another category. When, when Jesus said, hey, Zacchaeus, you come down from the tree because I need to go to your house. And Zacchaeus did what? He hustled down that tree and he joyfully received Christ and said, come to my house. What did the crowd do? What did the crowd do? They grumbled. You got to be kidding. This guy is going to the house of a sinner. This is the crowd that didn't know that they were lost. This is the crowd that was righteous. They had their own, you know what, I, I go to synagogue, I go to church, I go to mass, I go to all these kind of things, I do these things, I even tithe. I give my sacrifices, I do all these things because it says that I should be doing these things. And what did they do? These people who were righteous, they watched Jesus and go, oh, look at him. This, this great teacher, maybe even some of us believe that he's the Messiah, what does he do? He goes and hangs out in the house of a sinner. And these folks were in just as much need 
of the Savior. They just didn't realize their need for the Savior. They did all the right activities. They were even following after Jesus town from town to town to town. They were following after him. They were attending and hearing him teach. They were looking at his miracles and go, wow, look at that. He's a great teacher. But they didn't truly understand the purpose of his incarnation, his coming and putting on flesh and walking amongst us. Jesus came for Zacchaeus. But Jesus also came for those who think they are righteous. Jesus came for those who are curious and those who are hard-hearted. The tragedy is most lost sinners, most lost people, think that they are big and okay and healthy and just right. That's that's the American tragedy, is that we are self-made men and self-made women, and we do the right things, and that makes us okay. They measure by man standards. They measure by attendance. They measure by all these things. And God goes, you know what? That's it. You're missing it. In fact, if you, if you look in the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation 3, 18 says this. Jesus is saying, for you say, I am rich. I have prospered and I need nothing. Not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Jesus is saying to both crowds, you need me. You need me. And that is the reason for my coming. Because you are lost. Your church attendance even tonight, does nothing for your salvation. Your giving of your offerings and serving in ministries does nothing for your salvation. It earns you nothing. It is Christ coming and giving his life and you receiving it by faith that gives you salvation. That and that alone. Salvation came to Zacchaeus' house. And there's two things that we've got to notice because they apply to us. It's cause, the cause of Zacchaeus' salvation must be a power which can work miracles because it turned his heart. It changed him from the inside out as well as its effect. The effect of the salvation has repercussions repercussions that affected his immediate household. It affected the way that he did business the next day. It affected the poor that he robbed from. It affected his whole community. Now that is true faith in Jesus Christ, where you recognize the gift that has been given to you, and out of love and out of the gift of grace, you respond with, Lord, here's my life. You have changed my cold heart, my heart of stone, You've given me life. 
And Lord, I am giving you my seven days a week, my 24-7. That is why Jesus came. Zacchaeus' name in Hebrew means righteous one. He could never live up to his name. Never. And he knew it. I can't live up to my name. I'm not the righteous one. I swindle. I cheat. I lie. Everybody hates me. I'm not the righteous one. I can never live up to it. On that day, faith. Faith in Christ made him righteous. Made him right with God. And the same is true for us. Where is your faith placed? Is your faith placed in what you do? In your attendance? In your family? In your finances? In your job? Your wife, your kids? Is that where your faith is placed? Or is your faith placed in Jesus Christ? The Son of God who's come to save the lost. We're going to be doing communion together. Communion is a beautiful picture for those of us who were lost and are now found. We recognize the gift that has been given to us. We recognize that we are no longer the, the, the pitiable, the naked, the poor, the wretched, but we are now the, the saved people of Christ who understand his, his body, his sacrifice that has been given. We understand his blood that has been poured out for us. And we, oh, we, we celebrate that with great joy. In fact, that changes the way that we do Christmas. We celebrate the birth of Christ. And you know what? We give gifts. Why do we give gifts? Because the greatest gift has been given to us. Christians are to be the most, the most generous, the most giving, the most loving people. Because why? Christ came to find lost people like me. And the, I am now generous because he has been so generous with me. So I come to the communion table saying, Oh, I celebrate Christ's death because it has given me life. And life to the brim and it's overflowing. I come to this communion table celebrating the blood that has shed for me because, you want to come here? Is it almost time to be done? I celebrate the, the blood of Christ that was poured out for us because that was the greatest gift. His blood has made me clean. And because of that, I have life and life abundantly. And that changes the way we do everything. So tonight, I want to invite you, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ says who he is, the Son of God, come to set us free. If you believe in your heart that he is the Son of God, and that he was raised from the dead to give us life, you are invited 
to come and participate. If you're not there in your, your walk yet, if you're just watching from a distance and trying to figure this whole Christianity thing out, I invite you, just sit. Nobody will be offended. We're a place of asking a lot of questions. But we are going to celebrate communion. First, checking our hearts. Knowing that we need to repent. And then responding in joy. Knowing that he has given his all for us. During this time, we will also be receiving our offering. The baskets will be on the side. For those who will uh, be receiving it, there's also uh, benevolence. For those who in this season are in need of extra financial help within our church, within the community and abroad, as well as our tithes and offerings. And this Sunday, or today and Sunday, will be our last Sunday for Advent Conspiracy. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it saying, this is my body that is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup and he said, this This is my blood in the new covenant poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Come, when ready, for all things are ready.
Well, as we sing this next song, it is a song of joy. It is a song of celebration that Christ our Savior has entered this world. And therefore, uh, if you are able, uh, stand and let's together uh, sing joy to the world. For the Lord has come. As people who were lost but now found, go in the peace and the love of Christ, celebrating with hearts of joy, knowing that there is hope. Peace be with you. Blessings on your Christmas celebration. See you back at church on Sunday. again on Sunday. It would be a lot more familiar songs. I'll probably send you a text tonight. Nobody's in town. I know. Everyone's gone. I have absolutely no reason. I know. That's no good. Yeah, sure. I'll be here. The baby doll's making so much noise in church. Yeah. Huh, you're talking. (laughs) 